0: What is going on, fellow streamers? Welcome back to another episode of Streamer Season, the exclusive streaming platform, TV and movie podcast on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. And we are back with Marvel content, live-action Marvel content, that is, because we're going to talk about the first two episodes of Hawkeye that debuted on Disney Plus as we record this on Wednesday night. It's KB and Dylan coming at you from... The in the works yeah. new streamer season studio here at Underground Studios, uh, still in the works. We're I'd say we're about like sixty four percent there. Uh, That's the walls passing. will eventually be decorated behind us with nerd decor, and uh, some things will be updated as we go along. But we're testing out the new studio setup here because uh, we're going to record the podcast for streamer season right here. This is the new streamer season studio at Underground Studios. Uh, so we're going to get into Hawkeye, some rumors about some people wanting to join the MCU and Netflix wanting to create a new cinematic universe. Which, hey,
1: man, people want to join the streamer season crew.
0: Facts. Let alone the MCU. Exactly. <laughs> we are we are hot in the streets, as they say. Uh, but before we get started, big thank you to our sponsors who make this show happen. The homies over at Tomahawk Shades, the best small batch eyewear in the game. You guys see, if you're watching the video clips, I got the hoodie on. Uh most comfortable hoodie I've ever put on. Dylan, very, you got the light blue John. You got the very, pink John. It is very comfortable. And uh I absolutely love this hoodie. Black Friday is here. You gotta you gotta take advantage of the deals when you can. Uh so go get that Christmas shopping done out of the way. Black Friday, Cyber Monday with our friends at Tomahawk Shades. And when you go to check out after you get all your goodies in your cart, use our code USP. You get 25% off. Your order at TomahawkShades.com. Our friends at Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. Go to StatesideVodka.com. Get the Black Label Bourbon. It's limited edition. Cop that, John, before it's gone. Get the Vodka Soda Party Packs. You can get the one-liter bottles of vodka and use our code USB to get 10% off of those bad boys. It's actively hydrating vodka. What more could you ask it's a for?
1: Crazy combination. Tastes good.
0: Go to statesidevodka.com. You gotta be 21 or older to do so, and of course, please drink responsibly. And the homies over at Kenwood Beer, go to kenwoodbeer.com. Use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood on tap. If you're using Kenwood to cook some of your Thanksgiving goodies, tweet it at us. (laughs) My favorite picture, I think. It's the best. The (laughs) goat OG using Kenwood to make some roast beef sandwiches. You can drink it. You can cook with it. All that good stuff. Kenwoodbeer.com. You gotta be 21 or older to do so, and of course, please drink responsibly. Dylan Hawkeye's here. I think you and I have been like optimistically intrigued about this show because it wasn't like any of the other live action shows we've gotten mm-hmm. where we kind of had like a premise about what was going to happen. Hawkeye's such a mysterious and like uh, elusive character yeah. that has so many backstories to which we get into in yeah. the first two episodes. Um, but the first two episodes dropped and I am so ready to see this show unfold because I think it is off to a, a banger of a start
1: yeah definitely did a great job at uh you know showing us different characters and kind of uh opening possibilities for us we kind of all knew um i mean yeah we, we obviously knew that kate bishop was gonna be in the show that's not a spoiler i mean if it is then you live under a rock <laughs> um and we also knew that um you know hawkeye's in there and his family but outside of that we're, we, we were not certain that Kingpin was going to be in there until that pretty much got leaked, and Del also was kind of playing catch and release himself.
0: And we're going to have a Kingpin tracker on this show. Yeah. We're, we're going to, every single week we record this podcast throughout the duration of Hawkeye, we're going to give our, our litmus test of where we think Vincent D'Onofrio, Kingpin, is going to show up.
1: And I hope it's soon. Uh, no, but so besides that, like Kyle said, we really didn't know, like... Because on paper, you're like, how the hell are Kate Bishop and Hawkeye going to meet up? Like, how does this? And it, it played out well. Like, we got backstory and Kate Bishop. We saw, you know, we see your mom, uh, who I dislike so far. I think I probably speak for most people who watch the show. Her mom is shady. Just seems weird. Um, we see that Hawkeye is trying to be a dad and not doing a great job. <laughs> 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 not his fault. Not his fault. Not his fault.
0: Yeah. So, speaking of the backstory, we get... Uh, a flashback to 2012, which again, I was not expecting, but I loved that aspect of like the introduction of the show. Tony 2012. Let's go. Tony
1: 2012. Remember that? Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Let's go back to 2012 and we have Kate Bishop kind of using her heightened senses, if you will, of hearing. That's true. Um, which is going to play out throughout this entire show, which we'll get into, but she's eavesdropping on her parents talking about moving and everything. And then boom goes the dynamite. Uh, we get into the Battle of New York uh, from the first Avengers movie. We see Kate Bishop's house kind of get, you know, destroyed. Um, and then we see where, like, her yeah. fascination and infatuation uh, for Hawkeye comes in. By the way, that
1: house distracted me. It was gorgeous. Oh, that, yeah. That house was ha- house amazing. A, house is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, a
0: mansion. It's like, in New York. It's huge. Yeah. Um, but we see, like, where her fascination for archery, for Hawkeye comes in. And then we, you know, see her at her her dad's funeral because her dad gets killed in the Battle of New York. And then we fast forward to present day. So I'm going to stop you there. And for anyone listening, you're probably
1: thinking. So we all picked up weird vibes from the mom. Do you think she was possibly a villain or bad at the point in which the husband died?
0: Ooh, That's a good question.
1: I think no, because watching the show, her demeanor changes.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: Like, she still loves her daughter, mm-hmm. but when we see her in the show, she seems kind of, like, emotionally dead Yes, to an extent, whereas earlier on it seemed more like a family family dynamic. And I'm sure if they reveal that she's a bad guy or not, they'll dive into that more. I just figured that was a question that I had for Kyle and for I like, anybody, anybody I listening. Like yeah, I personally don't think she was either, or maybe she was just in the crime. But then again, it's also foreshadowed um, her new husband, uh, Kate's stepdad, is marrying into the wealth. Mm -hmm. So we don't know, did she inherit the wealth from the husband when he died? And then did she turn that into a criminal uprising? Or was she she
0: always the wealthy? You know what I mean? Was she always the breadwinner? I I think they got some wealth because as we go along in, I forget if it was the first episode or the second one, uh, Kate brings up that she inherited her apartment. So Mm. I'm assuming that's from her dad. Gotcha. Um, But I think both parents were wealthy. Wealthy um but i i agree i think her demeanor changes when she uh has her new love interest which we'll get into yes. as well um but then we cut to present day and kate bishop absolutely eviscerates uh a bell tower and uh <laughs> nice little homage to the city of philadelphia in there as well where she said all famous bells have a crack in them
1: she's not wrong <laughs> <laughs> um
0: and she's away at college then she comes home and You know, the first episode was more so our origin story into Kate Bishop, which I think Haley Steinfeld perfectly cast for this role. Yeah, I agree. And she was on The Tonight Show leading up to the release of Hawkeye with Jimmy Fallon, and there was a video from Kevin Feige from, like, the, uh, like, cast release party that they had, and there was an interview with him, and he said she was our number one. Like, we said, if we can get Haley Steinfeld or somebody like her let's do it let's see if she's interested in like our universe and everything so like they had somebody in mind for who they wanted to play kate bishop and it was Haley steinfeld the entire time and i think that is only going to enhance the way that kate bishop's character is portrayed in the mcu because it was their first choice
1: yeah no it's it's awesome to see that it obviously panned out in the way they wanted it to and i think so far for viewer purposes I agree with the cast with with the casting 112% I mean she's pr- kind of I guess I can use the term up and coming cuz she's only 24 so mm-hmm. she's, she hasn't been acting on for like forever but she's been in some uh, pretty big movies recently she has a couple shows she's been some movies you know she's on the she's on the upswing um 100% which is why I like the casting it's like she's not she's not a nobody most people know who she is and she's young enough where if she likes Marvel, similar to actors like Tom, Holland, she can stick around for quite a long time.
0: Yeah, and I think you know,
1: it, it's We don't the... have many
0: young MCU actors when you actually think about it. Yeah, I mean she's <laughs> she's obviously the the focal point of what they want for the young Avengers, whether it's a movie, a show, yeah. whatever it may be, like she's going to be the leader of the Young Avengers, which is super exciting because through the first two episodes of Hawkeye already, like her she's super charismatic. She's funny. She's witty. She thinks on her toes. And I like how they're portraying her character so far.
1: Like a mini version of Jeremy Renner.
0: It's almost like they meant to do that. <laughs> it's almost like they're supposed to be the same person. <laughs> um but the first episode is uh it's called Never Meet Your Heroes and we've kind of taking a, a head first dive into it a bit um and you know you have Kate Bishop kind of you know she comes back home as well and then that's when she finds out her mom now uh involved with a new man's which
1: must say love the mustache on Mr. on Mr. On Mr. Mr. Jack mustache,
0: Duquesne, yeah. uh who for all intents and purposes is going to become Swordsman who is a big Hawkeye villain in the uh the fraction comics that this show is based off of. Um and they end up going to a gala and you know her mom wants her to put on a you know that fancy red dress. She's and not. I love the rebellion. And Haley Steinfeld pulls off a tuxedo like no other. I mean Mr. Armand was correct. Yes. She looks better than a thing phenomenal. Um, and Armand Duquesne the third of potentially seven or more. That's that cracked me up. That, that was, was a funny line. That was great. Um, informs uh, you know Kate Bishop that her mom is engaged to Jack Duquesne, uh, and she had no idea, and this was a surprise to her. She uh, she goes outside, and we get our first look, and I think who is going to be one of Dylan's favorite characters in the MCU, Lucky the Pizza Dog.
1: I I mean it's a dog that eats pizza. Yeah, and he's missing an eye so incredible um i will say and i i go with all our fellow uh people watching the show on twitter um if marvel if you hurt this dog i'll go john wick on your ass
0: (laughs) we're gonna get into john wick that's why i made
1: that joke um no but i think i speak for you as well right like lucky's awesome lucky's untouchable don't you dare (laughs) don't you
0: dare touch lucky
1: damn it um I also love how she's an adult woman. Well, 22 in the show, 24 mm. in her life. So, an adult woman, she has no idea. She's like, oh, uh, you want food, right? Pizza. Hey, and then she does it again. Where's the freaking uh, gabagool? Tyler, my, my brother and I, Tyler, watched the show. And then my dog laid on the couch adjacent to us. And we were, like, watching it. And we were like, not pizza again. You don't, feed, you don't feed Miller pizza. He's maybe gotten a piece there by accident.
0: Them dog farts are going to be... Bussing. Gross.
1: I think she's a new, she's a new dog mom, so I think she'll learn. Well, I think in the comics actually, Hawkeye takes the dog, mm-hmm. so I don't know if he's gonna get. And it did set that up to be both ways because Hawkeye does say, "You're a really good dog, a good yeah. boy, and pets them." So I was like, "Oh, maybe he takes the dog for his kids. Who knows?"
0: Um. So then Kate eavesdrops uh on Armand when she heads back inside from catching some air. Angrily threatening Eleanor in his office, concerned, she stealthily follows him into the hotel cellar, where Jack joins him in a black market auction of various items. And this is not the first black market auction we've seen in the MCU. I think her mom wanted her to go
1: in this, go snoop around. Maybe scene. because my only thing is, her mom clearly did not care when she broke the tower. She mm-hmm. like ba- she gave her a, like a little slap on the butt or the wrist. Was like no. you you know i'm your mom you can't do this she canceled her credit cards but like obviously she still has wealth or some 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 money so my point is like when she's like don't go in there or like come back to the party and then she sneaks away if she really wanted her not to go in there she would have looked at her and said hey seriously let's get back to the party yeah she says oh don't go in there don't whatever she says and then walks away I'm not saying she, I'm not saying she knew her daughter was going to go beat people up with wine bottles, right? And and <laughs> go don, John
0: Wick on their and ass.
1: Don a, a serial killer suit essentially <laughs> of criminals, but in terms of eavesdropping, and we also her mom knows that she eavesdrops, like mm-hmm. she hears well. So I feel like you know what I mean. Yeah,
0: that's a good point. I didn't even think of it that way, but that is a good. The point The
1: initial eavesdropping, I agree. I don't think she knew she was going to be there, mm-hmm. but when she deliberately walked,
0: yeah, that's true.
1: It's like she was like. You, you know your daughter. Yeah. And also, I'll say it now before I forget. The calmest mother ever. Your daughter's apartment is in shambles and yeah. she's missing and she's like
0: Oh, okay. Oh, I was worried about you. I'll talk to you later.
1: Like what? Mom, I would, my I mom would have, be losing her mind. I would have two hundred phone calls and the Navy SEALs, my mom would hire them somehow. You can't even hire them, really. The Avengers would be losing. Yeah, for like you. literal
0: Chris Evans would save me. Um not the first black market auction though that we've had in the MCU. No, for the real ones out there, you know.
1: Only two point six million for a uh, Triceratops skull. Yeah, it's like, a
0: little weird. I feel like it could be more. A little bit more, right? Uh, I don't know. Because was... we had the Ten Rings auction in. It was either a one shot or. Tyler and I were watching that. We were like, "Oh, nothing bad yet. Just,
1: <laughs> just rich people being rich people.
0: <laughs> just buying things because um. they can." At first when I saw that it was a black market auction, I thought it might have been 10 rings related.
1: Me too. Tyler and I were also saying that or we thought they were going to be selling and buying like shady items, mm-hmm. but it was the f- literally
0: it was more like collector's items and yeah. I was like, "Damn it." And then <laughs> tame, we uh we see, you know, one of the big prizes, the the Ronin sword. I which, would buy that. That only going for 450k was kind of wild. Uh and then the Ronin suit was in there and then i don't know if it's something from the comics or what but there was a watch that when the explosion happens and everything that we see from the tracksuit mafia tracksuit dracula's they're like we have 90 seconds to get the watch everything else is secondary does the dog eat the watch The Get In The whole podcast hosted by Steve McAvoy and John Mavalia. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod. And be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia Family of Podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows.
1: The guy had it in his hand, right? Yeah. But we haven't seen it or heard from it since... And again, Renner probably doesn't realize the significance of the watch, nor do we.
0: Yeah. I have no. I don't idea. know what the significance of the watch is. Mm- I
1: my only think think my only thing is maybe it links him as an individual, like Clinton Barton, mm. Hawkeye, to Ronan. Maybe. And maybe that's why they want it. Cause or it's maybe it's Kingpins. True. Either way, until Bishop messes up. The identity of Ronan, mm-hmm. Barton did a good job. It's sealed, so I was going that route. Definitely is interesting. Uh, my, my brother made the dog the um, remark about the dog eating the watch, so if that's true. I'll give credit to yeah. him, but I don't
0: know. Um, it's a theory I saw. But I, I was very, like, kind of thrown off as to why the watch was, like, priority number one, and then everything else was secondary. But uh, the explosion happens. Kate Bishop sees the Ronan suit just chilling. She throws that bad boy on, and then it's Goes. an all-out John Wick battle. Uh, and she uses some wine bottles yeah. to Did, absolutely smash these. Didn't break trackers.
1: as easily as I thought the wine bottles. Yeah,
0: it took a little bit. I don't know if that's
1: like I'm not gonna test it because I would never. Yeah, <laughs> break wine and waste it like that. That's that
0: top shelf shit. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: when you're when it's wine in an auction, in which Had a they, black market auction. A, yeah. No, they're, it's probably expensive. Um, Weird that they one
0: robber showed his face, though. They they like made The young yeah. one, they made sure that he, he... I believe, is going to be a recurring character. That's what I figured. Um, I'm not sure his full-blown role, but I know there is uh, one of the members of the tracksuit Dracula is that's like a recurring guy in the show. Gotcha. Um, but then we see, you know, the Ronin suit full-blown. She's out in the streets, saves Lucky the pizza dog, and then boom kate bishop's on so the news
1: lucky the pizza dog
0: and uh jeremy renner sees it on the news obviously when he's with his kids which we didn't even get to the jeremy renner part of this episode yet which we will yeah it's um, it's two parts you can talk about yeah it's it, like two storylines it, it, it,
1: it it, it, yeah
0: and uh you know he runs into kate in the ronin suit and is like oh for god's sake who are you you're hawkeye and then it ends and that was a good way to um but then, you know, circling back to Jeremy Renner side of things, too. It's just too. him
1: trying to reconnect with his kids, you know? Yeah. Be a know, dad.
0: Uh, I looked it up, too. Hawkeye takes place two years after the events of Endgame. So okay. it's the winter of 2024 or twenty-five, one of the two. Um, but it takes place, it's like right before right after uh, Far From Home.
1: Yeah. Um, the only, only thing really to note, About Hawkeye's story, uh, early on, is that he went to a play with his kids and had a full blown panic PTSD.
0: Turned his hearing aid off.
1: Yeah, that's a good detail. Um, it's just because a he says himself he's been there he he lived it. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure it has to sting a little bit. Like he like he made a remark Ant Man wasn't even there lost his best and, friend and lost his best friend and he has a cruel reminder in seeing her double not double uh, actor singer on stage also sees a young girl looks like natasha also it might hurt to see that the representation of him as a superhero is diminished mm-hmm. like like i made this point to you off camera i think it was off camera right i said no one was recognizing him yeah. Yeah. So like he got recognized, but does any of those other heroes? Maybe maybe Ant Man because he wears a suit. But like the other ones, they're all gonna get recognized. Like, you know, you know Like they're all like everyone knew what Rob Downey Jr. looked like, obviously, or Tony Stark. Everyone knows what Chris uh, Thor looks like. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows uh, at one Evans. point. Everyone knows what the Hawk looks like, mm-hmm. especially when he's Professor Hawk. Yeah. <laughs> um, Natasha hmm after endgame um so it's like I, f- I feel like he also slightly feels jaded yeah. by the fact that they're doing him dirty in that play totally like because they're, li- they're listening off like what the heroes did and then it just skips over hawkeye it's like ant-man yeah and there's like one man wasn't even like, there it's like oh yeah hawkeye hit that whatever you had the best shot yeah and it's like no he did quite a few things for the a little team. bit
0: um and you know it's a spoof obviously of hamilton it's called rogers yes uh Jeremy Renner was on Found Tonight uh, a couple days ago, talking about that and said it was the last you know portion of the show that they filmed and they filmed a bunch of scenes. So who knows? We might see the he Avengers on Broadway.
1: S- well, he can sing in real life too. Oh
0: yeah. So I was wondering if that's gonna factor in. Like, I would love to see the Avengers on Broadway. Like that, I feel like they could turn that into a, like they did it in the show. Like that musical was catchy. I could do this all day. Like that was a perfect line to be. Like, the name of that song, the choreography for that was awesome. Um, Very nice touch to be, like, in the city Christmas time. let's go see a musical and put a spoof on one of the most popular musicals of all time in Hamilton and call it Rogers. Which is also ironic for all the theater nerds out there. Uh, Hamilton was at the Richard Rogers Theater, so there's a a spoof in the theater name itself, too. Um, But they leave halfway through and, you know, you kind of travel through jeremy jeremy renner obviously dealing uh with ptsd as clint barton um and you know like you said he's trying to reconnect with his kids his mm-hmm. kids were part of the blip they blipped away um did he, did he have th- the he has three obviously in the show. yeah did he have three when they get blipped away i think so i think I they don't... were just younger yeah yeah but... um and then we see uh, Linda Cardellini as well back as his wife. She's Madge Hill. She's awesome. Like, I was so happy they brought her back. Um, and then I, I also liked that because we weren't sure what the deal was, why he was away with the kids and she wasn't there. Yeah, it was like, I was uh, like, oh, don't tell me they got like separated. Don't whatever. say the D word. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. They're just, you know, having dad time. Yeah. Cool with that. Uh, Big Apple also like they're going out to dinner and the dinner gets comped by the restaurant and Jeremy Ritter also
1: off put by that. Another Christmas Easter egg. They're at a Chinese restaurant. Ooh, good pull. I didn't even think of that. Christmas story. Yes, That's a great pull by you.
0: So <laughs> saying. good pull. Um, yeah, their, their dinner gets comped and he's kind of like off put by that almost. And he's like, Oh, you don't have to do that. And he's like, no, you saved our town. And, um, it seems like anything going back to the Avengers almost kind of just like strikes a nerve with Clint Barton. Well, he doesn't have any friends
1: like alive, like so. Hawk has gone in and out of space and different planets. Captain America is old and dead, or on the on moon. The moon. <laughs> Natasha dead. dead. Thor does not live on Earth. Barton never got close with Spider Man or Doctor Tony Strange. Dead. Tony Stark's dead. Nick Fury's a scroll <laughs> like, allegedly. They yeah, they don't keep
0: in touch. So it's like you know, what I mean, he's, Hydra he... was compromised or you know, Hydra compromised uh shield. Yeah. where Clint got, like I watched the uh the Marvel Legends thing to just kind of like get my uh my fix of like okay, let's get the Hawkeye backstory to go. Totally forgot that he was in Thor. Yes, totally forgot that's like his introduction movie.
1: He's on he's on the uh the crane yeah. yeah, and he's asking. I have
0: the shot. I have the shot. Yeah, totally. Because yeah, he, he's in the what if episode. Yep. Or just just yeah. like that. Um. So yeah, it's like him trying to just reconnect with his kids, trying to just be a good dad, and then shit pops up, and it's like oh, I'm not gonna make it back on my flight. Well, the reason why
1: if I picked it up. Excuse me. He's so nervous because if this gets traced back, if Ronan gets traced back to him, he's screwed. That's his kids. Well, yes, because he also, even though they were criminals, it's kind of the same energy as the Punisher. Punisher kills some bad people in Marvel, and we like it. It's not, it's, not, it's not real life, A. And B, he's doing the world of service in that. But C, even though it's not real life, Marvel is mirrored off of real life. So D, a lot of bulletin points here, he's breaking rules. And that literally copy and paste Jeremy Renner, Ronan's character, and it's the same thing. Yes, he killed a bunch of Yakuza and Mafioso and Tracksuit Mafia and every other stereotypical like gang nationality, but it's still illegal.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. so, yes, you're right, Kyle. He's definitely screwed. And his family would be screwed as well. You if, know, it's on the news and they're talking about, oh, this is the first sight of the Ronin in years and, um, you know, remembering his time as, as Ronin, Clint Barton runs out and uh, intercepts, you know, Kate Bishop running around looking like they a ninja. Found her. They found her so fast, dude. <laughs> Getting ambushed by the tracksuit mafia, like we said, and then in the alley pulls the mask off and they come to realize who each other are in a sense. And then, uh, that's where episode two picks up, but we're going to give our rating for episode one. Obviously, much like every Marvel show so far on Disney+, Plus, it's been more so of an origin story or like a catch-up story. Um which I really liked for this because obviously Kate Bishop is going to be the focal point of this show and she's brand new to the MCU. Yeah. So you needed that backstory. Um, I liked catching up with, with Clint Barton and and kind of just seeing where he is post, you know, end game and everything. Um, so where did you stand on episode one of Hawkeye before we get into episode I'm four? trying
1: to pace myself because I don't want to go super high because mm-hmm. it's a, it's a I don't also go like low. I don't want to disservice it, so I'm probably gonna go with like an like an eight point
0: one, just because it's an opening mm-hmm. and that's exactly where I am too. I gave it. I'm giving it an eight one.
1: There you go. There you go. Kyle and I are on the same wavelength. Uh, it's just cause like it's it's not bad. It's good. It's enjoyable. If you like, you know, it's just. It's literally what we said. It's like the opening. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's like how if you read a book. I know, people, it's crazy, right? I'm, 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 I can't read. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so <laughs> it's like. I can't read. I can't read. No. So it's just like, you know, so certain, certain authors do a better job than others at opening up. But they all, nonetheless, whether they're bad or good at writing, have to
0: open the story. Same thing with this Marvel show. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, to have an origin story, give you an introduction of two characters that we think are going to be important with mm-hmm. kate bishop and lucky the pizza dog you get the reintroduction of clint barton as hawkeye and then you're getting a ton of villains thrown at you in this as well from swordsman kate's stepdad a lot of people think her mom becomes Madame mask who is a huge villain in the mcu uh you have the tracksuit mafia and then we're also on uh, Kingpin watch. Traxxie Mafia is more of a
1: nuisance, bro. They're, totally.
0: They're they're too preoccupied yelling at each other. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. Um, so for episode one as well, we're gonna give our Kingpin confidence is I guess what we could call it. How confident after episode one were you in not, us potentially seeing Kingpin pop up in Hawkeye? Not as confident, but we also watched episode two and the Kingpin rating goes up. Oh. Well. We'll put our, our kingpin rating because, obviously, he's known for flashing his rings. Uh, we'll do it on a scale of one to five uh, Five rings.
1: So, honestly, in the first episode, I give it, like, a one just because mm-hmm. I don't think it indicates that much be- but except for the... Because the selling tower thing wasn't until the second episode. Right. So, yeah, I'll go with a one. But, I mean, spoiler, I'm going to go with a lot higher rating for the second yeah, one.
0: Yeah, I give it, like, a... a Probably one, and the one basically just because of the Tracksuit Mafia. Yeah, loose connection, but uh, and no. the auction maybe like. Other little, than that, like it's the same
1: territory as Kyle and I are ranting about Mephisto and Michael
0: Fassbender. Yes, welcome, <laughs> just draw. Welcome draw, to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Drawing at straws. <laughs> um, and our our uh, kingpin confidence each and every week will be brought to you by our friends at Pickup, the best place to play the hottest headlines in sports. Obviously, hopefully in the future, we'll be able to play the headlines in pop culture as well. But go to playpickup.com, start building your fan profile, uh, and play the hottest headlines in sports with our friends at Pickup. That leads us to episode two, and it kicks off right where episode one left off. Yes. I really like that transition. It opens
1: up with uh, Toby Maguire saying, pizza time. <laughs> Fix this damn door. Oh, my God. That would be an amazing segue. <laughs> well, if she's dog, pizza time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the dog's just there. What's that dog doing? Dad, dog. <laughs> <laughs> so episode two picks up They're in the alley and, uh, Kate Bishop just fan girling over, uh, meeting Hawkeye. her idol. It's her idol, you her know. hero. You got to think in the MCU, man, every kid, unless
1: they live in like, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to diss you like Arkansas. Sorry. If you listen to Arkansas, but like a random city or like state that doesn't really have anything. Mm hmm. I don't even think anybody even lives in the, like, MCU-wise, that area. Point is, like, you might not, you've grown up, still seen them on TV, but, yeah. like, if you were in the East Coast, because we we, talk, we say this all the time, New York, such, <laughs> so very crowded with heroes and villains. Mm-hmm. Um, the point is, tons of little kids, and old people, and young, saw heroes do acts. She saw Hawkeye, so she chose that to be her person. Mm-hmm. He's literally the sole reason she became an expert archer. Yeah. If she had seen Captain America, do like when he saved that one group of people by Mm -hmm. the grenade thing, like when he he took the explosion, she may have said, Mom, get me a trash can lid.
0: We all know the traditional Big Four sports, and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you... The fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey. Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box Podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network.
1: I, it's corny but it's true, yeah, you know what I mean? Or she's all true. Iron Man, just like mom, get me a science
0: so kit. Or I want to be a carpenter, give me a hammer. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So like that influencer. For sure. And um I found it interesting. I don't know if you found it on the same wavelength as I did when Clint Barton says that the tracksuit mafia was just one of many enemies that the Ronin made and it's kind of implied that way. I'm like, okay, who else did he make enemies with? Obviously, we saw him in Endgame fighting in Japan, um, but I'm so super Yakuza. intrigued. I think he was just fighting Yakuza. Yeah. so I'm super intrigued to see what other enemies Clint Barton made. I as think the my
1: man just went around the world offing like mobsters and mafioso and gangsters and criminals. I I so to answer, I, it's not really answering it, but it's answering it in the sense where. Everyone like or like organized crime mm-hmm. across the world. Like he's probably he's known. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he he made that much of a dent, where his sword sold for half a million dollars.
0: Yeah. Um, in an auction. So, <laughs> well, it got stolen. Both. Clint, uh, escorts Kate Bishop back to her apartment. I loved her apartment setup too. Yeah, it was cool looking. I don't very, know. It, very trendy, like a... hipsterish. Yeah, it was nice. Um, she had bow and, uh, range for her yeah, shoot. Had the, the archery range. She had like the subway seats as yeah, her it was cool. Kitchen table. Yeah. It was nice. Um, so then, uh, obviously the tracksuit mafia being one of the many enemies that, uh, Clint Barton made as Ronan, prompting him to retrieve the cowl from Bishop in an attempt to disentangle the mantle from her. Uh, but as Bishop wore the suit when she dropped her pizza dog off at the apartment, the tracksuits are able to ambush the pair because her name was on the buzzer. God damn it, Kate Bishop, you got to be smarter than that. Uh, and they're tossing Molotov cocktails through the window, catches <laughs> her place on fire. And uh, come on, bro. Come on, bro. You were on fire like oh she's kebab. <laughs> they might be the dumbest villains in the MCU, but my God, I was laughing the whole time they were talking.
1: Hey, so far they haven't even really fired guns yet, so they're harmless. In yeah, my bro. Mind. They're just get they're just gonna their ass beat a couple times. Just gonna bro
0: everybody to They'll death.
1: Bro, they just argue with each other. It's
0: so great. They're like Team Rocket in Pokemon. <laughs> Essentially, yes. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> um. So then, uh, they're throwing the Molotov cocktails through uh, the suit, surrounded by flames. Yo,
1: Clint Barton smooth with it when he catches the Molotov. That was dope. And then throws it back. My ass, fire! Was, I would just caught him fire. Yeah, right? Pardon. I would
0: have turned into Ghost Rider. <laughs> um, dead. So, Cape Bishop attempts to use the fire extinguisher from afar, but it's ineffective. Thus, Barton, Bishop, and the dog are forced to evacuate, leaving the suit behind for later retrieval. Aiming died Bishop away from the tracksuits. They use her aunt's apartment while she's away on vacation in Florida. Uh, returning to her place, Barton disguises himself as a firefighter, which this scene was so smooth by Clint Barton to just smooth. walk on in, put the hood up. He walks on over through the, the police lines, goes to the, the fire truck, puts his bag in there to make it look like he's a firefighter, puts the suit on and goes investigate. I loved that scene.
1: So as someone who can speak on
0: that, because yeah. I was a firefighter. Dylan,
1: former firefighter. Um, it's not totally inaccurate at all. Like, I generally believe, I mean, how many videos, you see a video every year where someone on YouTube is like, I snuck into this concert mm-hmm. because I had a fake press pass and I acted confident. Or I said I knew this person. And it's true. Confidence is key. I know it's corny, but it's true. And, and like Kyle, like you said, he just put on the jacket, walked in, had a flashlight, the proper flashlight. Um, Did some investigation. The only thing that would have put like sent me off is that it looked. Look, the fire recently has been uh, extinguished, mm-hmm. so a lot of the firefighters have their SCBA on their the the, okay. the packs, and he didn't have a pack. So, if it wasn't, if not enough time passed, they wouldn't let you in the building without mm-hmm. full mask. But no one was wearing a mask. Yeah. My point is, like, maybe that was stuck out, but everything else was he was very smooth, and it just goes to show you, like, the attention to detail
0: that Marvel has. No, it's
1: good, and it's just also, like, confidence, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. how, like it's messed up, but we've seen reports in our lifetime. Like, that one kid who was a, uh, pretending to be a doctor. Yeah. The one young black kid. I forget his name, right? You know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. And he, it's like several times he got yeah. in trouble with it that's my point so <laughs> marvel proves you put
0: on a, an outfit and pretend you are it works i guess yep um so he enters the smoldering building as a firefighter unable to locate the uh the ronin suit and while leaving he notices a sticker of the new york city larp on a fire truck uh, and as Bishop departs for the night, Barton discovers a LARPer donning the cowl. Now, that wouldn't be on a fire truck. Through a post on social media. <laughs> that sticker would not be no. on a fire truck. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> forcing Barton to leave his family at the airport the next morning. Uh, as his daughter, Lila, expresses concern over her father's injuries, he promises to her he'll be home by Christmas. Now, before all this, obviously. Clint takes Kate to, like, a, a drugstore to get stuff to clean up her wounds and everything. And that's when the big line that you and I freaked out about. Bam, bam, bam! Tony sold that a few years ago, talking about Avengers Tower.
1: Which is no secret. It's the whole plot point of the one Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. The whole plane packed up all Tony's stuff when Happy's in charge yep. of moving it. What's that? Uh, homecoming? No. Yeah, the first Spider-Man? No, it was Vulture. Yeah, it was Homecoming. Yeah, yeah. So, my point is, people were acting surprised online, and I was like, it's literally a whole plot point in the movie. Yeah, it's, and like, it's officially sold. Which... Literally, Michael Keaton's whole... Role in that movie is to steal
0: from the moving of the tower.
1: Uh, But no, it's crazy because it makes you wonder.
0: Tons of rumors now of who who bought bought Avengers Tower.
1: Like, did the government buy it? Is it like a new Hydra base? Did the Fantastic Four buy it? Reed Richards? Was it Kingpin? Did Luskin Fist buy it?
0: Did Dr. Doom buy it? Did Still buy it? (laughs) (laughs) Did Michael Fassbender buy it? I hope so. It's just Michael Fassbender's bachelor pad. (laughs) I want to... Also, one thing to circle back to the first episode when Clint's in the bathroom at uh, Rogers the Musical. Oh, you got gonna... Thanos was right, written on the uh, the old urinal. People were acting like they were saying that that was like sad. I saw that more as a meme. Yeah, but it was also one of those like trigger points. For oh him, no, 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 no! It was definitely a trigger point where it was like, oh, Thanos was right. Oh, it was right for my best friend to murder herself to get everything fixed. Um, you
1: mean the scroll? I mean, she recently owned Disney in court. She can come back. She can come back if she wants.
0: Apparently, she's coming back in a non-Black Widow role to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So we'll see what that's all about. Um, But we see, uh, you know, Clint saying that he's going to be home for Christmas, and with the the sale of the Avengers Tower, I think that ticked up uh, what will be our Kingpin confidence later on. Uh, But. Bishop is startled to learn that the New York police department has begun investigating the Ronan's appearances, knowing her involvement as Barton attempts to convince Bishop on remaining in the apartment to avoid the track suit. She insists on returning to work at a security firm her mother, Eleanor owns uh, before she leaves for the office. Barton obtains Bishop's number and instructs her to contact him only in emergencies, believing that this would be their last encounter if he is able to resolve his conflicts with the track suits as planned. Bishop meets with Eleanor and attempts to inform her of her situation, but finds herself unsettled with Jack Duquesne's presence, knowing his association with the criminal underworld. The NYPD contacts Bishop in regards to the apartment fire, but she stutters her way out of her call uh, with the detective. Later, she joins her family in a dinner where she uh, would learn Duquesne shared an affinity for her swordsmanship. Uh, Challenging him to a fencing duel, Bishop uses it in an attempt to convince her mother of Duquesne's involvement in Armand's murder. Uh, however, murder. she refuses to acknowledge it, believing that the NYPD would handle the matter. To cool their tension, Duquesne offers Bishop Butterscotch with Armand's monograph on it, which she saw when she was in the home earlier and discovered that he was killed. Uh, recalling the candy piled in Armand's house on the night of his murder, she runs away. In Central Park, Clint Barton joins the LARP, to reach the larper with the ronin suit. Oh my god, that was great. <laughs> the man recognizing Barton as Hawkeye promises to give him the suit should he be given the honor of striking him down in a trial by combat. Barton agrees and the larper revealing his name is Grills follows through with his word. Were you confident that he was actually going to give him the suit if he agreed to do what he said. Yes. At first, I wasn't.
1: I was old. There was, a, there was a, a doubt in my mind, but then I realized this guy recognized who he was. So, this guy probably also recognized the fact that he could kick his ass.
0: That's true. Because um, I was like, ah, is he actually going to do it? And then he ends up doing it, which was uh, very honorable of him. Uh, so, stashing the armor in a locker, Barton calls his wife, Laura who is aware of his agenda and tells her he won't make it back home uh, for another day in order to confront the tracksuit mafia. Well, it was foreshadowing for him to do that,
1: because before that, Kate had talked talk with him saying about his brand. Mm-hmm. He needs to be more open, stop being the cliche cool guy. Yeah, And what he did was very open. He LARPed. Yeah. I
0: mean, I'm not sure I'd be comfortable LARPing. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then, uh, you know, it was, we get one of those nice subtle... Marvel hints when uh, Clint's wife says, oh, one of Natasha's old moves. Um, it's like, oh, right in the feels. Well, uh, people forget that
1: they were friends, too. Yeah. Like, the you know, like losing Natasha was a loss to the Barton family.
0: Right. So then we get uh, Bishop attempting to contact Barton and inform him of a possible lead, unaware that he had uh, allowed himself to be captured by the tracksuits, tracking his location, which I think that's a fun little touch that she has with being involved in her mom's security company and like being able to track where people so are so
1: easy for a mom to be a bad guy though with that kind of
0: power at her fingertips oh yeah and that's kind of just like kate bishop's like digital hawk ness where like she can key in on where people are at the touch of a button um she tracks his location uh she attempts to infiltrate the warehouse where he is being interrogated, but ultimately ends up getting captured oh, herself.
1: falls through the ceiling. <laughs> I want to should not break something. I that was right? a, that's
0: a far fall. That was a far fall, bro. Um, and Clint's just, like, trying to talk to the leader of the tracksuits, which, before the reveal, who did you think he was talking about? You know,
1: who? I thought it was Florence Pugh. Okay. I thought it made sense because she's Roshan in the movie. So I was like, oh, she hired, you know, her own Mm -hmm. countrymen. Granted, the bottom of the barrel. (laughs) But she (laughs) hired them to, you know, bring Hawkeye. Because as far as we know, until she learns otherwise, she wants to kill this man. Like, when she comes in the show, Uh because she doesn't know. She she just knows that he's associated with the death of
0: her sister. Um, See, I thought it was going to be Jack Duquesne, a.k.a. Swordsman, or... Uh, they're probably going to sit on that for a little longer. Yeah. The swordsman reveal. I mean, or I thought at first, because that was obviously, I did the, the old school WandaVision thing like we did and stayed up until 3 a.m. to watch these. Um, I thought it was going to be her mom. Mm, her mom does dress like a villain. Not even act. That she red just, dress, the tracksuit mafia has, the red tracksuits. The hairstyle. She just dresses dresses like
1: a villain, like mm-hmm. evil. Like, if I saw her, which I, I wouldn't be able to see her because
0: she belongs to rich
1: people gatherings, and I wouldn't be there in the first place, but I would just know.
0: Evil! And then the uh, the leader of the tracksuits is then informed of Barton and Bishop's presence, and get another it is reveal. the badass reveal of Echo in the MCU. And let me tell you guys, when I'm watching this episode and it's like 4.30 in the morning and I get that Echo reveal with that badass music, Echo just, like, in kind of, like, one of those old school, like, photo development rooms almost where, like, it's red and blue around her. I wanted to run through a wall because I was not expecting the Echo reveal in the first, you know, initial launch of the show in the first two episodes. I thought that'd be, like, an episode three or four type deal. And that reveal was so good. Perfect cliffhanger for episode two to wrap up this two-episode premiere. But no, to get yeah. Echo this early on, I was pumped.
1: Well, it's awesome because we're going to get to interact with the character uh, shortly, hopefully next episode. And it's just crazy seeing her that quickly, like you were saying. And uh, I didn't even, I didn't click because it was so, it was so quick. I didn't realize it was Echo. I just thought it was going to be like a mob boss that was the like, like one of her siblings or parents died mm-hmm. when Ronan was going rogue and killing people. Like Tyler and I, were like, oh, maybe she's from like when Clinton was doing his tours all over the world, like from from neighboring country, mm-hmm. like China or, or Japan, Japan. Um, but <laughs> that's not the case. It's Echo, yeah. which is crazy, crazy awesome. Um, I'm sure we'll learn more about that and have more to say about her wherever the show goes next week. That's literally how it ended. Was seeing her face. That was the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, which was such a good ending. Yeah, it was great. It was. It was a good, good little cliffhanger.
0: So for episode two, Dylan, where did your kingpin confidence sit on a scale of one to five rings?
1: Uh, we're gonna go up to four rings, just just on that sentence of selling it alone. Now, not a full five because there was no obviously kingpin's name was not mentioned.
0: didn't see a bald head didn't see a white tuxedo
1: also more than one person could be able to there are more than one rich person Mm -hmm. persons as an organization that would that would want I mean in the MCU if I was like a billionaire I would want to fucking buy the tower right (laughs) pardon my French there but come on like that's cool
0: (laughs) so um, yeah I'm at like like three and a half rings I think the reveal of Echo was huge this early on I think that indicates it as well yeah uh, obviously, more you know interaction with the tracksuit mafia. Um, you know there was a murder. Yeah. So I think there there's a lot that kind of unfolded that could be at the hands of Kingpin one way or another. So I'm gonna go three and a half uh, rings out of five for my Kingpin confidence for episode two. Mm. And that brings us to our episode review. Where did you put episode two in this? Uh...
1: Well, two was obviously a lot better.
0: Um, it's not not one's
1: fault. Uh, as for rating, I'm going to go up, but I'm not going to go anything crazy. I'll go like
0: 8.6. I dig it. Uh, I think for this episode, I'm going to go like an eight eight. I, I like the action that was involved. I like the plot that kind of developed in this episode too. Um, the discourse between Kate, her mom, and Jack, I think is just going to continue to escalate. Mm-hmm. Um... Obviously, we got more of Jeremy Renner, which was great. And then the reveal of Echo at the end was just like, here's the cherry on top. We'll see you next week. How you doing? Keep it moving. Um, So I'm going to go an 8-8 on this episode. I really liked it. It was like a really good like flow to the episode as well. Like it flowed really well. It didn't feel like, you know, a lot of stuff was forced into it. I thought the LARPing was great. Um, I, I really enjoyed this episode a lot
1: i definitely agree um it was very enjoyable uh it just i'm curious where it goes and that's why i didn't go anything crazy score wise i um, still you know we're still very much learning is, is my point like the second episode is very much still in a way setting up obviously mm-hmm. uh, like the first one did because you're still like you got echo and you're getting like a like, you're dev- they're d- diving more into certain characters and, like, the atmosphere and the dynamic, which is good. I feel like towards the end, we're going to get the whole die-hard, like, Christmas yeah. action movie feel. But we still episode three still might be a set-up set episode because we might get Echo's backstory. Mm-hmm. And then, who knows? If we get Kingpin, like, in a week or two, he might get a little more backstory because not everyone's seen Darede- Daredevil on, on uh, Netflix. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think... Overall, in terms of just, like, development and everything looking back, this was easily, like, the most entertaining and enjoyable episode two of any of the live-action MCU shows we've gotten, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, Was Loki a good episode two? I, like, Loki episode two, I think, was, like, him in the TVA and kind of just, like, that was, like, the introduction of Miss Minutes full-blown. And I, I just feel like this episode brought a lot to the table across the board in terms of just development of the plot, character interactions, um obviously big reveal in episode two, which we haven't gotten a big reveal really in a second episode across the board yet. Um big fan of this episode, and I think Hawkeye's off to a, a booming start and it's only gonna get better from here, so very excited. Uh, to continue diving into this for the next four weeks because we have episode three, four, five, and 6. Uh, but Dylan, of course, news and notes around the streaming yeah, universe. some uh, pretty big notes. Some big stuff, and a little odds and ends here. This Saturday, I believe, I'll be recording uh, with the legend herself, Carmen Bryant, my, my trusty boss in hand at Buna Regional High School with uh, the theater department there. We're going to be doing our review of Tick, Tick, Boom, starring Andrew Garfield phenomenal film. It's on Netflix. Do yourself a favor this weekend. If you're home, chilling, watch Tick, Tick, Boom. It is amazing. Andrew Garfield's an absolute rock star. If you're a Broadway fan, the amount of cameos of Broadway actors, actresses across the board is bonkers. We're going to be recording our review of that, and that'll be on next week's episode, along with our Hawkeye breakdowns and everything. But we talk about John Wick a lot because uh, Keanu Reeves came out and said that he is fully interested in, if the opportunity arises, he would love to join the MCU.
1: Yeah, and I guess that stages of the question, I and mean, we can ponder the question, uh, what if? No. <laughs> there it is. Uh, <laughs>
0: That's what we call, ladies and gentlemen, a callback.
1: No, so uh, my point is, I wonder what, I'm sure anybody listening, actually let, let us know, what character do you think Connor Reeves would play, um, and why, you know, like, you know, just... Like, what's your opinion on that? Like, I'm sure Kyle, Kyle had a fuck couple. He he ripped yeah, them. Yeah, Culture off.
0: Crave tweeted this out. So shout out to them. Um, if you could pick who Keanu Reeves would play in the MCU, they listed Silver Surfer, Doctor Doom, Gambit, Mister Sinister, Wolverine, Ghost Rider, and Mephisto.
1: Silver Surfer, I don't. I think that'd be a waste of Keanu because uh, the Silver. I Sur- agree. Silver Surfer. I'm not downplaying the character. I understand it's important, but you could get someone who is okay at acting
0: and built and bald
1: yeah get get someone who's get literally get a built bodybuilder yeah like get a bunch of built bodybuilders that are bald or short hair audition them see which one can act and then paint them and then paint them silver
0: Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer, upper ninety. You already know. (laughs) You already already know.
1: I think that's how it always goes. Forty-five minutes, and we're at like Chelsea. (laughs) (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs)
0: Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kassry. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey,
1: it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. I mean, it's obviously, also, you b- beg the question, Silver Surfer would probably be mostly CGI. Yeah, so, so I'd
0: take that just one. voice out. acting. Wolverine I'm taking out because it's almost like a foregone conclusion that Hugh Jackman's coming back for one project as Wolverine. I also
1: think if they go and recast Wolverine, it'd be, be, yo- younger. It'd be a younger actor. It'd be 35, 30 max. Yeah. Keanu is
0: not that age, yeah. so we can cut that out. Um. Doctor Doom. I think you and I are still on board that we'd love to see Fast That Bender, would make... But yes, but that, that would Doctor make the Doom, most I sense. I could see that happening. Uh, Mr. Sinister, I could definitely see happening. Mr. Sinister looks like John Wick almost, just in evil Marvel form. Yeah. Uh, Gambit, we initially pondered that off-pod, and then we were like, eh, let's keep it kind of, you, know, can- you know, canon to... That, the region that Southern bayou. I had made
1: fun of that earlier. Uh that's Gambit. It's Arkansas, but it's obviously not not, <laughs> not, not not that close, but it's still southern. Um yeah, so I think the only ones that make sense uh,
0: And then Ghost Rider and Mephisto.
1: Mephisto would make very much sense because we see
0: Keanu, Keanu is, is like that big well, of a villain would be awesome. Literally he
1: could just wear the same suit he wore in John Wick right. and be the devil because the devil Mephisto is cunning. So, in a suit. I, I think whatever it is, it has to just be a certain type of hero because Keanu, I love him to death, but he's not a spry chicken. He also isn't overly muscular, mm-hmm. so you can't be casting him as, like, the Hawk or, like, Captain America or yeah. something of that nature. Um, You also wouldn't
0: cast him as, like, Reed Richards. Mm-hmm. You'd probably go younger for that. So, I, I think... Mean, the way Keanu just... The way he looks... MCU-wise, he'd be a phenomenal villain, anti-hero, so if you wanted to go the Ghost Rider route, where like you could CGI him when he's Ghost Rider, and obviously you'll do it as Mephisto as well, I'm on board with Mephisto being Keanu Reeves. I'm on board with that, too. I think that makes be such a like iconic actor.
1: I'm going to see if anyone has uh, fan-casted him real quick, but... No, I think I think ultimately he could be whatever he wants. And speaking of Kyle, you brought this to my attention the other day. We forgot to mention it. There's another actor who wants in on the MCU. I th- we, like, we we, mentioned we, it we might have mentioned it, but I don't know if we
0: dove into it. I forget. Yeah, we mentioned it briefly. Will Smith obviously has uh, contacted Kevin Feige and said that he would love to be part of the MCU as a long-running character. Um, which Will Smith of those characters, I mean if if we kept it for the ones that culture crave tweeted out i wouldn't mind seeing will smith as like a mr sinister or a dr doom or or something like that but i also think will smith could be a number of characters in the mcu um uh oh here Kyle i'll show you what blue Mar- blue marvel looks like so you can-
1: so blue marvel i recently learned about him i'm not going to act like i'm like the biggest stan i think will smith could do this cuz he's supposed to be older Oh, yeah, totally. So that's what he wore um, when he was, like, fighting.
0: For everybody not seeing this, it's it's almost like Marvel's version of Green Lantern in a sense, the way that it, like, kind of looks. Yeah, that could totally be Will Smith. I'm on board with that. Bring it to me. And for power level,
1: he is literally strong enough to beat up the hawk.
0: So there you go. Um... Yeah, bring me Will Smith and Keanu Kyle Reeves, I'm just not sure who he would be. I think villain, honestly. Yeah. Could I'm he... all I'm on board. I'm attaching Keanu to my my baby boy Mephisto. Um,
1: could he be <sighs> I might get flack for this. So someone also could have bought the tower. I I blanked on the freaking name and now it came to me. So we thought Kingpin, mm-hmm. right? We said like, Well, if they're recasting stuff and we haven't seen it in Tom's version, what if Norman Osborn? Osborn. There's rumors Tyler?
0: about that too.
1: Okay, and who, who's going to who's going to be that? It's not William Dafoe. Like we're getting him back as mm-hmm. Toby's Could you see McGuire? I don't know McGuire. Could you see Reeves Maybe. as an Osborn? I wouldn't hate that. I'm not sure if he could play the craziness yeah. part enough well. Like, but my point is, like, he would play. He would play part. the age. He would. He looks sleek in a suit. Mm-hmm. We know he's not the a, a terrible actor. He's able to do stunts and action. I'm just have to see him as. Yeah, I'm not
0: opposed to that.
1: That's personally who I hope bought the tower, besides Wilson Fisk, Wilson Fisk. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope
0: it's or the or the Fantastic
1: Four. Yeah. Well, ah. Uh, Honestly, I think it would be coolest if Osborne buys it because yeah. that's a character we ha- need to explore now that the MCU is so large. Like, we haven't really – we got them in our Spider-Man. But, like, as you know, you're probably a bigger Spider-Man fan than I am. If not, we're all on the same wavelength. Like When you think of Spider-Man, you think of villain Green most. Goblin. You think of Green Goblin, and you think of Dr. Octavius. Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. We're getting Dark Ock back, but it's not... Once again, it's like a flashback. You know, it's weird stuff. My point is, I want new Green Goblin. I know William Dafoe is amazing for it. and We're getting him again, which is awesome. But I think if Tom wants to stick with Spider-Man, he's already experienced some villains. And I think it would be cool to
0: see our worlds. Norman. It's going to be interesting to see how the whole... Or, or my theory, happens. Hobgoblin, Ned. See... I don't know if, I don't know if that's going to happen in this Spider-Man movie with Ned. Um, just because of the grand scheme of everybody coming through. Um, but tailing it back to Keanu, I, I think there's a, a number of roles he could fit into. And me, you guys know, if you listen to this pod, I'm, I'm fully on board with hitching my, my truck to, uh, keanu being mephisto in the mcu especially going back to uh the wandavision theories when people said gary oldman would be a great uh mephisto and they kind of have similar vibes that would um, be
1: sick. i think ghost rider makes the most ghost rider sense. would be fun too
0: but unless they bring Nicolas cage back then
1: <laughs> actually i wouldn't hate that <laughs> no i think ghost rider makes the most sense i'm thinking about yeah. it yeah
0: Ghost Rider or Mephisto, because he kind of has like that like spooky supernatural vibe to him as well. Um, but last week, Dylan, we talked about uh, video games and do they need movies and series? Well, um, Amazon said yes. Another one. Yes, they do, because uh, they are nearing a deal to develop a Mass Effect series, and Henry Cavill uh, previously teased he was connected to the project. Sure, let's see. I mean, I, I think Amazon's one of the more underrated streaming platforms in terms of just content they put out so i'm intrigued to see what amazon money can do with a video game like mass effect
1: we talked about it and we talked about it and we both disagreed and agreed we both agreed that like you do have to give a chance first but it's kind of like why are you doing it
0: Mm -hmm. but why not (laughs) you know what i mean yeah let's do it um and then uh the last bit of news Netflix, trying to develop their own cinematic universe with the Power Rangers. With multiple movies, multiple shows. Now, I don't know about you, Dylan. Power Rangers were, like, what? not my mojo growing up. I never really got into the Power Rangers. But I think if Netflix can do this the right way, this could be something that takes off to the moon in terms of popularity with how big the Power Rangers are. All's I have to say, Netflix, you already have him in one of your universes. He has portrayed a character in Power Rangers before. If you do not bring Daker Montgomery back as the Green Ranger, I don't want it. Everybody at home who doesn't know who Daker is, he's Billy in Stranger Things.
1: <laughs> I think it's you a lot to I think it'd be hard to cast for this. Not you can easily find people, but my point is I think it's gonna be hard to cast because you you can go the one route and try to get like unknowns. Like Stranger Things did at the time, and then hopefully it takes off, and then you have these young actors who will be grateful for the role they are given, young and they'll be able to do several seasons, of, you know, movies whatever you want to talk about. Where you can go the risky route and try to get some big name guys and gals, but that a increases the money you're going to spend. Like for example, let's say they want to get our boy Timothy, Mister mm-hmm. French Boy, Mister Mister Gorgeous, according to TikTok, I see him all the time. And like thirst trap videos, it's a good looking dude. Not gonna lie. Point is, you say, "Oh, Tim, you want to be a Power Ranger?" That's not gonna be as cheap as it was two years ago. If you asked him, he's a very much a star right now. And you're also not gonna go. I mean, it'd be weird to even say this out loud, but you're not gonna ask Tom Hardy or like Michael Fassbender to be a Power Ranger. They're too old. You literally you has be to be. Stars. It literally has to be someone in the six, in the sixteen to seventeen, at the youngest to like 25, 26 mm-hmm. age gap. Or someone who's maybe 30 but looks 22. Yeah. It can't be... So, that kind of narrows the cast I'm curious the down. route
0: that they'll go since it is Netflix. Like, yes. You've seen a number of, like, Netflix projects coincide with actors that are already involved in projects on Netflix. Yeah. So, I'm curious to see, like, who they tab for, but... I want to hear from you guys. Dylan wants to hear from you guys. Let us know who you want to see cast in the Power Rangers cinematic universe. Yeah, so
1: let's do all three. Do Power Rangers. Do who do you want Will Smith to be in MCU. And Keanu. Keanu.
0: And how you feel about the first two episodes of Hawkeye and where you see the show going. If you leave it in the podcast reviews on Apple Podcasts, you get first dibs. We'll read your stuff on the show. You can also DM us on Twitter and Instagram at streamer SZN. Follow us. There as well, at streamer StreamerSZN on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Dylan at Dylan Mazzola. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. And subscribe, 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 subscribe. The holidays are right around the corner, Dylan, and all I want is podcast subscribers. <laughs> That's all I want. Podcast not subscribers. Your t- not your two front teeth. Bring it. We want the subscribers. That, a hippopotamus in my two front teeth, that's what I want. I want
1: subscribers too. I want viewers. I want listeners. I want all of that because you guys, I made a promise last time. We got to a certain amount. I bought the lightsaber. You guys are my way of justifying <laughs> getting some silly purchases. And I'm possibly down to do that again. And by possibly, I mean 112%. So if you.
0: <laughs> Which is hilarious that you said that because that's how many Twitter followers we have is 112
1: Holy shit. Did I just Doctor Strangest exact moment in time? Is it is, is is uh my uh what do they call it again, the moments and times they keep repeating. absolute point. Is that is my absolute point in
0: time buying just <laughs> buying <laughs> stuff? <Fate. laughs> so help 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 brother out. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave those five star ratings and reviews. Like we said, let us know how you feel about Hawkeye so far through two episodes. Who you want to see Keanu Reeves and Will Smith potentially portray in the MCU, if they're given the opportunity. And who you want to see cast in the Power Rangers cinematic universe, potentially coming to Netflix. Uh, and anything else, leave show recommendations in the podcast reviews. Tweet them at us. DM them to us. Yeah. Because we'll check them out. And like I said, this Saturday I'll be recording with the legend herself, Carmen Bryant, with our Tick Tick Boom review for have the you, pod. Uh, oh, have you, did you watch that, obviously? Yes, it was I awesome.
1: want to watch that. Also, I heard bad things about Cowboy Bebop. I did too, so I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it yet either. You should just watch the anime first. I probably will. Actually, the anime, Um, I didn't realize this. Have you ever played, and anyone, anyone listening, the voice actor in English for Spike, the main character, Cowboy Bebop, is the voice actor in All the Nazi Zombies who plays the American guy who just screams, Tank Dempsey. He also is a voice actor in a lot of other... characters. named Tank Dempsey. He's also the voice actor in a lot of other things. Didn't know that. Random fact for the day. Point is, there though... There it is. Recommend that. Might over be a new
0: segment. Dylan's Random Fact of the Pod. Hey, I like that. Look at that. Uh, you can also check us out outside of Apple Podcasts. If you don't have Apple or don't use it, you can check us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. Hopefully, everybody has a happy and healthy holiday yeah enjoy enjoy turkey day listen to this pod when you're in the kitchen whipping it up with your fam listen to it when you're going black friday shopping uh and if you're cyber monday shopping do it while you're checking out our sponsors big shout out to them for making this podcast happen Hawk shades go to tomahawkshades.com use promo code usp to get 25 percent off your order from the homies at Hawk shades stateside urban craft vodka Get the vodka soda party packs, the black label bourbon, all that good stuff. Get it for this holiday season. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. And our friends at Kenwood Beer, go to kenwoodbeer.com, use the Kenny tracker to see who's got Kenwood on tap. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. Like I will not be doing tomorrow. <laughs> Turn up responsibly. <laughs> uh, This has been another episode of Streamer Season with our first two episode breakdowns of Hawkeye, part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. For Dylan, I'm KB, and until next week, stay locked in.